to the Mastering the Mind podcast. Today we welcome Rarini Medina to the podcast. Rarini is a professional futsal player and captain of the England national futsal team and London Helvetia Futsal. Rarini recently took the decision to retire from futsal a couple weeks ago. Rarini had the opportunity to play football for sporting club De Portugal's youth system, sharing the pitch with many world-class players such as Cristiano Ronaldo and Ricardo Caresma. Rioni has won over 16 national titles and captain England for six years, scoring 29 goals and representing the country 52 times. Outside of futsal, Rioni is a qualified sports director with the RFEF and is also studying with La Liga. So let's welcome Rioni to the podcast. Pretty boring. boring. Yes, pretty <laughs> boring. Oh, it's all part of the process. It's all part yeah, of the process. 100%. But in, uh, in terms of the podcast, a great place we like to start and for the listeners to get to know you straight away. Is talk us yeah. through your journey today. So who is Rioni Medina? So growing yeah. up to where you are now, what was that okay. like? Talk us through your journey. Uh, okay, so... Uh, difficult as, question, I know. <laughs> yeah, very difficult question. Um, uh, when people say, like, where are you, where you from? I say, like, okay, uh, let me explain a little bit. Go well, ahead. as most of people know, I'm born in Brazil. Um, mm-hmm. So I grew up there up to my 17th, so I finished college and then I came to Portugal to join uh, sport in Lisbon B. Uh, all my career, well, my youth in Brazil was playing futsal alongside football. Uh, I started on futsal at five years old, up to 13, only futsal. And then as soon as I signed up for my first football academy, I was told to carry on playing futsal, so I didn't understand it. So basically... I end up having like six days uh, of my week completely with futsal and football. I just rested on Sunday so, to be with my family. So that was quite normal for me. And well, that was the passion I had to choose sports. And at the age of 18, I got signed by sports agents who took me to the sport in Lisbon. Um, yeah, it's been quite a near one season and a half of sports in Lisbon, enjoying myself. Um, then I moved to England at the age of 21. Uh, just had a few spells in same professional football here. Went to Iran as well, came back. And then um, I had my first son on the age of 25. And then I decided, so now it's time for me to, you know, step around, put sides. So I'm not going to be playing anymore. The money that I got playing football is not worth for me. So I'm trying to switch my mind. So let, let's see what I'm going to do. Oh, the dream is over for myself. That's when the um, National Football League was starting in England uh, in 2007. And then uh, one of the clubs, one of the guys was trying to create a club, approached me. He knew that I used to play football before all my, my uh, childhood. And he knew I was pretty much fan of this boy and quite a good player. Um, and then he approached him and said, look, I need you to play, play for us and let's help me build a club. And the first approach was exactly like six months and a year before the National League starts. I went there, I went to see the guys playing. It's like, nah, that's not for me. Like with all my respect, but it was like quite very unprofessional, you know, like no organization at all. I said like, no, 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 I prefer to stay at home because I grew up with this, this environment. I was talking to a friend of mine last week, so... It's not that I don't want to, to go and play like no official game. Not to, I will be forced to do that now. However, like I, I, with my five years old, I used to play tournaments, regional tournaments in Brazil with like 200, 400 people watching, which all my family there. And then I remember very well at the age of six, uh, losing the final in a penalty kick to another club in the, the town where I was born. 
given an interview with my dad. My dad was holding me with our moms in his arms and we give an interview. So that kind of environment was part of my life. You know, yeah. this pressure and I quite enjoyed it, you know. And then when I came, so like, wow, like, no, no, no. That would, that would you know, like that, 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 that was not going to help me. I prefer to not play. Uh, six months went by and then he approached me again and said, look, like time now, league is going to start. We want to make things different. So can you help me to sort out the club and sign good players for us to go uh, through to the first league and see what's going to, what's going to happen with us? And I said, well, if you wanted me to help you, I can help you, but I can't guarantee until we make things properly. So no, no, that's why I'm, I'm asking you to come. So we're going to make the thing the way you think that should be fine with your experience. Da, da, da. I was 25, 36 at the time. I uh, said, okay, so I help you then. Uh, and then, yeah, so you build up Hovesia, London Hovesia, which is the most <laughs> successful club in the United Kingdom. Um, the club where I spent most of my career and took me, made me an England player and gave me this 15 titles, 14 titles Hovesia. The other two was with Baku United. Um, yeah, so just a quick summarize of my career. In the spells, I have been in America as well, playing soccer indoor for a season. Uh, Cyprus playing uh, UEFA Champions League elite round with Cyprus. So the Cyprus, uh, the Cypriot champion. Um, being in Dubai, played some Ramadan tournaments there on, on, on summer. So pretty much busy life. Uh, but for me, the main, the, 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 the key point in my life when at the age of 25, as I said to you, I... I had my first son, and, and at that time, I knew I would not make uh, football my my main my main uh, career. I would not make my main thing in life. And then I decided to do something part uh, parallel, like according to my football career. So okay, I can mm. play football, I can enjoy myself. I know how the game works, but also need to take care about my next chapter. That's when I went to do my degree. I do my fitness uh, uh, qualifications as well. So I started to do a lot of things alongside futsal because futsal allowed me to do so because I have more spare time to do so. That's yeah. a quick summarize of it. Oh, fantastic story there. Um, just taking it a, a back a bit. So what was it like growing up in Brazil? And did you find it hard to kind of go, go from Brazil to, to Portugal, like that transition? Because it's a long way away. It's the other side of the of the, yeah. uh, the globe so it's a, it's a quite good question because uh well people think that oh, the same language so it's gonna yeah. be fine took me six months to understand to try to understand what portuguese people are talking to me you know like because mm. uh the, th the fun thing is in portugal it's like they watch a lot of brazilian sitcoms and tv programs and tv shows so they're very rigid with the accent however in brazil no one watch anything from portugal so we're not used to their accent so that took me six months to understand. They speak to me just for you to understand that. On top of it, you need to see, like, I never dreamed to leave Brazil when I was there. So I was quite happy to stay there. And I, I come from, well, not wealthy family, but, you know, we lived really well. And I could do my holidays and go with my friends and start playing football, loving everything there. However, when the opportunities came, I, I could deny it. It was, was a big dream for me as well, too to play, not to leave, but to play in some European club. But my point at that time was always like going back to Brazil at the time. So I came to Portugal, I suffered a lot. And, and then that's, it's, it's a very long story, but this was like kind of like uh, a part of this, this adaptation period that I suffered with, which I need to take thanks to my mom because my mom um, came with me. Otherwise, I would last there a week. 
for for a boy, I was 18 years old, so you know, it's, it's everything was different. Like as I said to you before, I didn't understand the language, and I came was winter, so everything. And then to make it worse, when I went to the club, I, I been like quite like. Well, <laughs> during these days, we would say use the word bullying, you know, but and was kind of bullying towards me. Um, and that makes everything worse. So I remember leaving the training sessions, getting the tube to go back home and crying most of the time. You know? So it was really, really, really difficult period for me. But at the same time, I'm really thankful for that because without that, I'm not think I'm sure about it. I'll not be what I am today. You know, that's like that kind of things I say, if you don't kill you, make you stronger. And that really, really was a lesson for life for me. Not like to pay back to anyone else who need my help. The opposite. Say, say. So they have done it for me. So I'll make sure like you never be. So that's why I've been, that's the way I've been captain all my life. And, and even like with friends or whatever, even a, a part of sports, I try to make sure when I need to, I'm in a position, a better position than anyone else who is joining, no matter what, what area of my life. I try to make sure that's why I feel comfortable because I know how much I suffered about it. Mm-hmm. 100%. Very inspiring. Um, growing, yeah. up in, growing up in Brazil, obviously so many footballing icons. Did you have any inspirations growing up in football? Obviously the likes of Ronaldinho, things like that. Yeah, well, I I, I had. Uh, was like some, uh, well, the, initially I said I left Brazil, I was really young. Okay, so I, my university was made in England. My family is in here. Basically my life was made in here. So there I just had fun. So yeah. playing and going to the college and just had fun there. So I, I never lived that real life. So I don't know the struggles and the, the, the problems they face in the country. So for me, it was everything nice and cool and, well, enjoyable. Um, so the only thing that links me to Brazil, part of like some family, my family was quite a small family anyway, but I still got uncles and, you know, like cousins that we still keep in touch, social media readily, but we still have them there. My mom lives in Portugal today because she came with me. My brother lives in Holland. Um, and then basically what links to Brazil is for me is, is my passion for, for Santos. I'm a Santos supporter because that was <laughs> my dad's team. So God, the, the time, like, you know, every day I go, I go to the Brazilian webpage to see like news about Santos and stuff. We're struggling a little bit this year. So that that's what, you know, so every player and then grew up with like my dad talking about Pelé to me and then, uh, and then there's a few other players um, while I was there, Romario. But when I say this kind of story, people don't understand. My idol when I was I was there, no one knew that, but most of the people doesn't know it. Um, uh, and find quite weird because so many number nines in Brazil were really good players like Ronaldo. That time when I was growing up was Careca, you know, who yeah. played for Maradona Napoli. Um, uh, then Romario came in and then Bebeto and then all these kind of players uh, and my number nine the favorite number nine I had was Batistuta Batigo okay. and then yeah so basically when I go to the streets you play with the other boys they will say like oh I'm Romario Ronaldo and I'm say like no nah, Batistuta you know Batigo to that, that nickname Batigo because I've always been number nine and then since I, I joined my first football team at the age of five the, the coach Gave him the number nine, and then all my life I played with number nine. And I think Argentina, Argentina beat Brazil in the World Cup, in the nineties World Cup with Maradona. Canidia go past Maradona, pass, but but Suta was playing that game, and I was watching a lot of Italian um, championship while while I was growing up over there. 
So then I remember every Sunday morning that was like Batistuta, Fiorentina, banging goals and stuff. That's <laughs> what I like this guy. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so I go to just like calling Batistuta, Batistuta. And then, but people didn't say it's like, but you're Brazilian, like you're born here. So how we can like an Argentina player? like, I don't care. I like the guy. Yeah. Mm. I remember growing up, um, all of my friends had um, a Santos title with Neymar on the back. And it was the, um, it was like light blue, sort of. It was like a really iconic kit. Uh, when he was, oh, there, yeah. Like, yeah, everyone had it. <laughs> so many, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Neymar was like <laughs> unreal back then. Yeah, yeah, man, he he wasn't real, and then like basically he, well, Santos always had like good 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 young players. Like um, Ganso was playing with Neymar at the time. He didn't make well because of his uh, knees problem, but and then before him was Rabinho. You know, all the kind of like very unique kind of players, and that all come with like uh, their food. So. Then we're gonna get through, I believe, on the podcast. But it all comes from <laughs> this futsal football integration. Mm. And the one you have right now is Rodrigo, who is Real Madrid, who come from the same yeah. uh, process as Robinho and Neymar. That's interesting, actually. So you could shed light on this. So do most of these players come from a futsal background? Then, so is that why they've got fantastic feet and flair, etc.? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like if you, well, as I said to you before. When I was growing up, uh, was an integration in 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 the process, but was mm. kind of so. I remember signing from uh, from the football academy, the, uh, the football academy, at the age of thirteen. The guy said, "Like, do you play football?" I said, "Guys, yeah, play football since my five. Said, so I wanted to carry on play football, football in the evenings, and you come here to play football in the afternoons. And then in the morning, I was going to the college. So my life was this: so college in the morning, football afternoon, and then football in the evening. So it was just crazy whole week like that. But that wasn't kind of integration. It was just coach because they knew the, benef- the benefits of futsal to a football player. So they then just asked them to, to go and do some extra work in futsal to get like technique better, awareness, cognitive sides, or all that kind of things. You work in futsal and you can replicate easily in football. And then, um, yeah, and then if you see these this players, most of them, like Neymar was an example, he was hired while he was playing, uh, well, he was signed while he was playing futsal. Robinho the same, uh, Rodrigo the same. If you go social media, there's a lot of videos of them, even on YouTube, they're playing at the futsal age of seven, eight, you know, and that is the difference. So people think, oh, Brazilian plays, yeah, but there's a reason, you know. And one of these reasons, I'll say that is the only reason, is, is futsal as a, as a youth player, you know. But yes, futsal is a sport by itself, and I, I support this, and I truly believe, because that gave me a lot of this sport, and I love it, and I'm going to fight until I die for it. However, one thing don't 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 kill the other, you know. And I truly believe futsal is a very 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 good tool for football. Well, and the and the players that come through this process can can testify testify what I'm saying. Yeah, mm. very was, unique kind of players. Yeah, when I was growing up, uh, my dad would take me to all different kinds of clubs. And in the UK, there was um, something called curva. I'm not sure whether that's still a thing or not. Um, but that was really around like touches on the ball. Uh, we play with like really. Hard balls like uh, Jogger Benito balls. I don't, don't know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And we really focused on on like toe taps, things like that, really technical things with your feet. And that really did help uh, my development as a footballer. Like, let's say, let, let's put it that way. Okay. So my, my middle son, my middle, my middle son, he's four years old. So he started to play football now. Unfortunately, uh, because of this COVID things, like he, I, he can't, he couldn't play futsal yet because you know most of schools, academies, especially in London, still coming back slowly and this kind of stuff. So I need to put him on football anyway because he wants to. 
Um, I was watching him play today, and so they play. And I know you guys know him in England how he works. So he go to the park, and then they put the fake goals there, and then they kick the ball up. Like <laughs> the, the, you can't even control the ball because of the grass. You know, yeah, the ball looks like a rabbit. You know, yeah. you can't do any technique. You see go around the corners, but the ball is going like a rabbit all the time, like this. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's like the point is like okay, he's having fun. Fair enough. So you can have fun and learn at the same time, you know, mm. and, and it is because the ball is, you touch more the ball, the ball is still on the floor all the time, then to be kicking the ball all the time. It's so many benefits, especially for young kids, it's yeah. which easily you can replicate in the future. Mm. That's what I find so impressive. If you want to. Yeah, that's what I find so impressive about footballers like back in the day playing on those pitches where it was bobbly like it's not like the pitches it was well today. then, then you're gonna get a very good you're gonna you're getting to a very good point where where people which i call playstation generation you know people say oh Messi is the best in history Messi is one of the best 100 percent mm. but you know then people say oh pele you should play against no one you know yeah. really maradona mm. should play against no one really when pele was playing red card didn't exist and bad people knows it <laughs> You know, like they don't know it. That wasn't red card. You know, like basically I could punch you in the head and it'd be still in the pitch. No one's going to take me out. Know. You know, if you see like the boots, the guys you to, to, to play, it's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, like how are you going to put your feet inside that and kick a ball and you see the balls and you see the peaks and see all that guy achieved. It's, it's crazy, know. you know, yeah. but but because they don't see it, they don't want to know about it. It's just easy to mess it the best. But and then I say to them, yeah, fine. But when you when you have your grandchildren, it's going to be another play and they're going to tell yeah. you that player is better than Messi and you're going to go mad on them. Yeah. And then you, you know what I'm trying to say? They're, yeah, going to say yeah. they're going to look Messi playing to 2020, 2015, whatever, what it, like in 2040, 2050, and say, what? Say, this guy? Nah, nah, nah. nah, nah. <laughs> you know, it's the same yeah, thing. It's like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. You, it, that's why I show pieces of Pelletti, they are, but it's really slow. I say, it's slow. Like, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. It's like, in my opinion, like, you don't need to, you know, to, to put someone down to make someone better, you know. But when that kind of stuff happens, I just stay on the numbers. I say, okay, so the guy won three World Cups, scored, in, like, you know, like, two goals in a World Cup final at the age of 17 and this kind of stuff. So I needed to defend the guy because the guy was my idol. Yeah. Uh, but I yeah. don't need to defend him. The, the numbers speaks for himself, you know, and then all these number 10 things started with him. So there's a reason why Maradona is number 10 after and all the top players, the best players with number 10 on their backs because of Pelé and all that kind of stuff. But, but it's funny, like, you know, uh, it's, it's, really, it's really funny when people used to say, oh, no, this is the best of history. Okay, why are you based on? Just because the, the, today you can't say someone is the best if we could not look on the past. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, just, I don't like to say who is the best. Not, obviously, everyone has preference. But when you need to say that, from my opinion, you need to go a little bit deeper before, make affirmations, you know, need to, to analyze a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think with all the advantages like current players have got now as well, with um, like not only just the pitches but physiotherapy, psychology, like hundred percent, all of what the, about the trips? What yeah. about the trips at the time? How and that I, was made? You yeah. know, like resting time. And then you say, oh, let's say Neymar now is about to beat uh, Pele uh, in, in goals with Brazil shirt, but Neymar played like how many games for Brazil now? Like forty games every year. No, not mm. 40, but let's say 25, 20 to 25 every year. Pelé, you mm. should play 10, 15, yeah. 
So you can't get that. You need to go for go average, maybe. That would be more, you know, <laughs> but but to sell newspaper or to make yeah, them yeah. get clicks, you need to go, Messi now go more goals. How many play games Messi played? How many games Pele played, for example? How many games Ronaldo played? Let's go for, you know, Ronaldo mm. played. You need to go for like average, not like, because now we play like Monday, uh, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, when is back in time, it's one game in 10 days, maybe. Mm. I think yeah, the culture's that's... changed as well where um, I don't know back then especially in the UK obviously a football and icon for me growing up was um, being a Man U supporter was George Best um, uh, yeah. he, he was like a, a very big drinker um, loved partying and things like that whereas yeah. now you see someone like Ronaldo he's like committed to the game like nutrition everything's on point we, we had someone on recently who said he's got a sleep coach Everything with him yeah, is dialed yeah, in. Yeah. It's crazy compared like, to yeah. what it was back in the day. Yeah. So, but just because you said that wasn't nothing prepared, huh? that is the book. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that is the guy. I, okay. I do this as well for myself. Yeah. Is that help? Yeah, that is the guy. Yeah, that helps. That is the guy who, who did that with him in Manchester United. He's Nick Little Hills. Oh, so wow. This, this <laughs> book's quite good. Yeah, I have this. Yeah. Um, and that works. It's like basically you sleep in cycles, nine hours, mm, and okay. the cycles of ninety minutes. But that that's helped, man. Trust me, that that helps. And yeah, something nothing like they created is just going back to the natural things back in time when like the human beings usually before without technology around them and like you know. So it's kind of like it's the myth. The, the, he calls the book like it's the myth of the eight hours. Which for me, six hours, seven hours should be enough. And for you, if it takes six, seven hours, you may feel like tired all day long. So it depends, you know. Mm. So that kind of like he can explain the book. And it's quite, it's quite an interesting book. What about um, tip, tips like leading up to like obviously bedtime? Are there things that he advises for really quality sleep? Have you read the book? Well, basically, avoid sugary stuff from before mm. going to bed and um agitation let's say don't tell you to be like watching like something that really excites you before you go to bed your phone you should switch off your phones uh nine minutes before you go to bed all that kind of stuff the lights so these lights i'm doing the things if you guys not the good one the good one is the one that have on top the yellow ones so that helps you and then like the in your bedroom as well like he, he doesn't like like because your our brain um it's connected if you have some things, if you have a picture on a wall and you have a look on it, it can take your attention and make you go overthinking stuff. So empty room, basically, just for you to go there and, and, and sleep, you know, temperature. It's all that little details. Normally, mm -hmm. most of us do on daily basis, but we never pay attention. Why? And, and, and some of them is really easy to be done and we don't do it. Mm, yeah. And then when you put all together, make a lot of difference. Yeah. I read also like having a routine, a bedtime routine really helps as well. 100%. So like um, yeah. brushing your teeth, uh, packing your bag up for the next day, etc. That really helps with like, um, you know, making your brain understand, okay, it's time to go to bed now. Like I'm, I'm like a 20 yeah, exactly, minute you know, yeah. to kind of Everyone have down. a different, like, let's say my routine, like I sweep the house, the whole flat. Okay. I guess, I guess I, my, my wife goes with the kids to, to bed and that is my free time. So that's I clean my mind. So I get sweep and then I get prepared my day. So I want to see I sweep the whole flat. I do that every night, you know. Mm. And then that's really good for me to release tension and prepare my. It's my time with myself. Like where I've been sweeping, I don't even know what I'm doing it. And that's the time I have to 
to to think and plan the other day and then that, that really helped me and became kind of like a, a thing that I do most of the time I always the find before I go to bed yeah I always find when I've got a clean environment and I've just cleaned the environment and I've got a clean mind and I can really attack and be productive but if I've got a really messy environment I find it's so hard to get things going like today uh, that's uh, a bit uh, of a mess and I've really found it hard to get going yeah i'm the opposite man i'm the opposite uh, <laughs> I, well as i said to you i've been all over the place and leaving with people like you know sharing apartments with other players sharing room with players when they go on trips with england and with hoves and stuff clubs so i've been playing in my life i get very kind of like systematic with things like i quite i'm not i, I can't see things dirty or like i i, I go then clean straight away yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's not that kind of David Beckham things when he opened it and need to like, you know, put the things in order inside his fridge. I'm not that tricky. But like, if I see something there, just have to let me sort this out first before I do anything else, you know. Yeah. That, 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 that's who I am. I, I, to be honest, like, I, I quite like that, you know. Mm. I quite like that. I very much prefer to be like this because I suffer a little bit, especially like with my wife sometimes and she's tired, she can't do things. I need to go, that's okay, I can't wait for you. Let me do this for you. Um, um but yeah it's good at least get the job done you know yeah <laughs> your house must be so clean then <laughs> if you're nah, doing it nah, every nah. Year. We, have, we have two babies man so it's never gonna be clean. <laughs> but i try i try my best to keep things yeah. organized and as much as i can like take care mm-hmm. of me and help her and support her and everything i can mm-hmm. yeah. we talked a lot about the kind of evolution of uh football but i'm curious to know how has futsal kind of evolved because you've been you've had a long career so have you seen the same thing in futsal, where the game has evolved or not so much? Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. Well, when I, well, as I said to you before, my first sport was futsal back in time. Yeah. Uh, in Brazil, I didn't have football academies at the time. I don't remember. At least I don't remember uh, Brazilian state having football academy for so such a young players. Mm-hmm. Uh, firstly, because you don't have that many parks where you can play football there. It's more like squares, but the squares always has like a futsal pitch there. So we all prefer to play futsal instead of football. So, mm-hmm. and then obviously it's really similar to the streets game. So you go from the streets to go to futsal, it's similar surface and stuff. Um, but the evolution of the game was huge. Uh, for me, it was different because I grew up in Brazil and, and futsal is the sport, it's the, it's the biggest sport in Brazil. So this is the sport like most people, they made, they released a, a uh, the commentary last year, a couple of years ago, is, is the sport with more practicants in the whole country, you know, because have the facilities, is, mm. is, well, firstly, because it's really similar to football, capable around, and then secondly, because like the facilities they have there for futsal is everywhere you will, you're going to find a futsal pitch there. Well, futsal pitch, I mean, like polysports, you know, multi-sports, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, court. Um, no matter how big or how small is the town or village, they're always going to have at least a multi-sports uh, place for you to play. And then futsal makes all the difference there. But so for me, I grew up with futsal being a huge thing, you know, like all my friends used to play, my dad used to play before me. And um, futsal was on TV. And then when I came to Europe, but then yes, I was, that was quite shocked. So like, wow, like, you know, I thought that was big here, but... And fun thing is when I joined Sport Lisbon in 2001, um, football, they I mentioned them. I used to play futsal, uh, futsal before. They said, Oh, yeah, we just had like one year we created a futsal team and you know, futsal section in here. 
Uh, if you want to try and have a go there, if nothing works for you here in football, say, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm a football player now. <laughs> and then look where sporting is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and, and obviously, and then um, UEFA did his, his big, UEFA for me is, 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 is really important in football. Where UEFA does more to football than FIFA itself, you know. What UEFA does for for futsal in Europe is, is amazing. Like the, the the amount of things they do, what we're gonna see again in Euros in the Netherlands, which I believe hundred percent is gonna be another superb event. The way they do it, when you go to other confederations, not that much. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying to you, FIFA should push it more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that that is something interest for them right now. Um, they have other priorities as they always will have when it comes to futsal. But um, that, 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 that move, that changed a lot in terms of like more professionalism, the awareness of people. Like when I first came to England, I remember in 2002, um, we talk about football, people I said, what, football? What, what, what is that? I said like, no, football. People say, what is that, man? Like, what are you talking about, you know? Mm. And then talking about 20 years later, almost 19 years later, like hardly no one gonna knows about futsal in England, you know, in UK in general. Um, on my um, retirement letter, I wrote, I, I wrote about it. So like I come in 2007 when the first National League started, I was part of it and see the change to the, the last year league, which I played. We won this championship last summer. Is immense, you know, it's huge, you know, like now have the opportunity, like every kid around the country somehow has a futsal academy nearby, you know. Mm. And back in time, like unless you're you go with your your, your friends, your you rent our court or and then you're gonna take your kids to kick the ball around after your friendly game or something like that. But we're more immigrants, wasn't like an English people involved in it. Which today is completely different, you know. It's majority of people, like nine percent, nine five percent of the academy is run by English people with English kids on it, and um, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing the, the evolution of the sport, but especially the, the awareness of the sports. And we have this three deal, uh, three years deal with BT Sports as well. So like every two weeks, three weeks are going to be live Saturday, and Sunday, all day long. Okay. In a big channel such a BT Sports is amazing, mm-hmm. you know, and and also like on. The only things can go is just get more people involved and and food. So it's it's funny because once you try, you engage. No matter your age, man, you know because it's it's amazing sport by itself. But it's it's even better to play than watch. Yeah, like you're only gonna start to watch if you play because you're gonna understand more and you're gonna get that familiar with the movements and and the rules and the stuff. That's why I understand people when they say first they like, mm, Yes, look like handballs, you know, it's quite fun. Yeah, yeah, but they don't get that engagement. Once they try, no matter the age, they just kick the ball around their friends or they take their kids to play. Completely change the chip. Yeah. And it's because that is, that is the thing with food. So it's, it's, it's very attaching sport, you know, and, and it's really fun. And you feel that you're involved all the time. It's different than a level side football. If some team is better, it's much better than the other. The goalkeeper hardly going to touch the goal. The defenders hardly going to touch the goal. You know, I'm talking about kids' level. You know, like we could, the game is going to be like six against 11, running behind the ball and the other six playing themselves, the other five just there watching and supporting them too. You know, and then Futsal got five against five, goalkeepers free to play, goalkeepers get more shots more often, touch the ball, you have the ball you know, on your feet much, much more often and on your feet, not on the air and go and head and kick the ball and clear yeah. out and all that kind of stuff, you know. 
Yeah. And um, every corner you have like three, four set piece, every kick in. So make you intelligent, you know, like I said to, to the guys before, so like, so like make you a very intelligent person. Like it's not easy for you to go every game with like 15 to 20 set plays in your head. And on top of that set, 15, 20 set plays in your head had the variations <clears throat> according to the, to the move of the defense. Mm. So we're talking about 25, easily 26. You know, so all the improvisation each comes as well. So it's, it's really complex. And, and I think that's why I make it such special when you play it and you really understand the game. And we don't have money on our sport. Yeah. And um, I, 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 most of my career, I got paid to play. So I'm quite blessed about it. But what I'm saying is it must be a reason why people, you know, do it for free or see, find such a passion of people involved in food. So. Mm. Mm. Something, um, uh, going back to the development of futsal, something that I feel really helped it, especially in England. I can only talk from my own experience, but when we come out of our GCSEs, a lot of my friends, um, they, uh, futsal have like, done a combination with education where you can go and yeah. do a course alongside playing futsal. And in Leicester, um, Leicester City Football Club, they did a lot around futsal. And um, you can sort of go there and do your... BTEC course as well as playing futsal um, and I thought that was a really cool thing and, and really grown futsal especially in, in my world where I am that increased my awareness of futsal so that, I just thought I'd share that um, that I feel has really helped yeah, yeah man that's all over the country I remember um, before this COVID stuff coming that was, it was a regular people from university come to the England camp when he was training St. George's Park approaching us and say like look like we often like you know like scholarship or anyone who wants to come and do like any course in our university and play futsal for us and this kind of stuff. But Bucks is an amazing thing, you know, yeah. where like young people play and compete. Bucks is amazing, you know. So it's not many camps that has this 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 kind of like quality of, of Bucks has in futsal, you know. To not being like a student league, university university uh, championships is really amazing for the futsal. And the amount of players who come out from Bucks to a teams to National League teams is amazing. Yeah, you know, it's a really, really, yeah, yeah, yeah it's a lot. So, well, half That's of cool. our England squad was coming. They played Bucks, so they come from Loughborough okay. University. Oh, so it's the engagement and the kind of players like all come from Bucks and stuff. Like six, seven of them, and they have like really understand of the game quality. So that was really nice, and and it's really important, and the things carries on, and not only for guys, not only for boys, but for girls as well. Mm -hmm. oh we caught a bit no yeah we're we're uh, we've studied at Loughborough this year so uh so yeah i didn't know their futsal uh, was uh, was that good i know their football yeah uh, was good, but and the they futsal... got and they go international uh futsal academy there as well alongside the alongside the university so it's it's this really good thing in in, in yeah. Loughborough so they have their first team playing on the national super series as well. So it's always a good team. So young, a lot of young players, strong, and they have a Portuguese coach who been uh, working in Qatar before. So it's just really good setup over there, mm -hmm. and not from now. It starts with my my former England coach Michael Scobala, who who set up everything back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. And the results, it's just amazing what he did over there and the amount of players coming through the process through, through Loughborough is amazing. Shout out to Loughborough then. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Hats in, off. Yeah. Um, so obviously you had your England debut. So tell us more about that experience for you because I saw that in your letter, in your retirement letter, yeah. you said that 
it allowed you to kind of made maybe repay the country so what did you kind of mean by this in, in by writing well that? basically when when the national league started in 2007 when i mentioned to you guys before mm. um we won the league we won the fake cup on that year and won the league i think we i, I, I remember yeah we won the the first national league in 2007 uh was in Loughborough the final we played Ipswich Wolves. That was the best team at, at the time in England, which is like all plenty of Portuguese and Czech players. So the really good, good, good team. And we beat them nine four in the final. And I scored five goals on that on that final. And then I got approached on that the same day when they're handing uh, like just handing trophies and medals. And then at the end of the game, the game, um, I was approached by some FA people asking about my situation in the country, if I was eligible to get, to get my nationality, da, 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 nationality, da, da, da. And then since that day, I said, okay, so now I know why I'm going to be playing for, you know? So I said, like, now I know what, I'm gonna, what I want to carry and play for. So that's, and that was back on my head and, and that was my dream. Obviously, England is not Russia, it's not Kazakhstan, you know, not that kind of countries who give you passport for, for, for free or for, for peanuts. They don't care. You know, and FA always support me with letters and stuff, but not really. They couldn't do much because, you know, especially futsal, where it's not very, we're not treated the way we serve by FA, unfortunately. So, but inside FA, the futsal people, they help me a lot. Mm-hmm. And then, so I carry on playing and still winning leagues, getting golden boots and, and, and stuff. And, and they always asking me, how is the situation? How is the situation? I said, like, I need to start my process. It's going to take time. So then I was going abroad to play as well, coming back to England. I was living here, but every every time I wasn't playing for a best, I was going abroad to play. My my base was in, in London, but I was going abroad to play. So every time I was being like more than six months away from England, I need to restart again. And then I decided to stop to say, okay, so now I'm going to do my, my, my degree and I'm going to focus on my national, uh, my nationality because, you know, that was the age of 28, 27, 28. And, um, and then I did. So I, I stayed here focusing on my, on, on, on my club and focus on my, my degree. And time went by and then I was 33 already at the time. I remember being with my wife. Now we was uh, in, in Spain, Barcelona, because I have a Spanish citizenship as well. So it's been, so it's another story. I'm really linked to Spain. Yeah. Um, and then we was there having like some days off. And then I got a call from my lawyer saying like, look, we got, we got your letter and you're officially British now. I said like, wow. And then it's where we contact the guy. And he said like, that's amazing. Uh, with the letter you're ready uh, eligible to play because you're going to play two friends against Sweden in, in two weeks' time and, and the coach wants you. So I knew I would get called whatever I got my passport. So that was kind of like agreed before. And then, yeah, so for me, when I got that message, I was really happy and, well, you can't understand how happy I was because it's something I've been dreaming about for like seven, eight years. Uh, I didn't need the passport for personal reasons because at that time I had my Spanish passport already. So it wasn't things like I say, oh, you got a British passport because you need that. No, it wasn't. And never been for me a thing to get a British passport. I because I didn't need it mm-hmm. in that time. With Brexit now it works well because yeah. you know, but back in time it wasn't a thing and, and I never I never thought about it. The, my main point was to play for England. So like now I find again another reason for me to carry on play, you know, and then get that desire. And then yeah, so time comes and then 
a lot on that, that, that story I told you before about sports in Lisbon um, helped me on that process. You know, the first foreigner player to play for England, being not born here and um, getting into the, into the squad, you know, wasn't easy, but not, wasn't well accepted by everyone. Despite they all treated me most of the time well and, and they were your friends when you play National League, like, you know, you laugh together. But when I go into the England team, it was quite complicated by a few players, which I totally understand. Uh, I will not do the same, but I understand. And I, I can understand that because, again, I lived that before and I understand where they come from, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. But anyway, I, I knew what I was doing there and I said, like, you know, um, and I had the first time of going to the England team. I met them in the hotel already because we had these two games against Sweden. wasn't very cool reception by all of them, but it's fine. I knew what I was there for and I said, like, look, I'm going to keep my, my head down, keep working and, and my opportunity is going to come and I'm going to prove everyone why I'm here for. You know, I'm here to help. I'm not here to to take the place of anyone. I'm not here to be better than anyone. I'm not here to shine than anyone. I'm here to support and, and to help and be one more and, and, and be useful. And yeah, that was a very special day. My mom and my stepdad flew from, from Lisbon to, to, to London. So we play in Copper Box. That was amazing, amazing venue that was built up for the Olympics. That was very, I was very nervous at the day. And, but the funny story, the, the, the really cool story about it is like not many people know about it. It's like when, as soon as I, I hung up the phone uh, with my lawyer saying I had it, I had the back of my head, they said, okay, so first thing I'm going to be doing from now on is I'm going to download, you know, God Save the Queen and I'm going to learn the anthem for two weeks for me to be ready and, and sing the anthem with, with my teammates. And I have done. So I've been like two weeks, like, like, I remember going out with my headphones on. People must say, like, this guy must be crazy. There must be, like, some, like, bungings, you know, like, nice tunes. And I was, like, God save the queen of my ear, like, 24-7. <laughs> Just learning, reading, and writing, and reading, and listening to it. And anyway, and then, like, when we singing the anthem, that, that moment, see my parents there, sit down there, and my wife was there as well, friends we invited to go there. That was a really special day. Unfortunately, this called that game, but that, on that two games, but that was that was my performance was really good, especially for someone who was just going to the team at that time. And he played Sweden was quite a strong team at the time as well, so it was really nice. And um, and I think that when I went there, and like you know, singing the anthem as well, like make some players say like, "Well, this guy, no, he's not here to to take the piece or like to make something." Yeah. And then time went by, and um, we just like and playing then we had like a huge uh but a huge defeat in 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 hungary a year later after world cup qualifiers uh the former coach decided to leave he released the uh, job and then the assistant coach with mike scobala and that being my coach all my career there took the place and with the coach the captain retired he decided to to leave food so his wife was getting pregnant at the zion park so he worked with fa today really nice guy uh, he decided to leave, and then we had the break, the whole the summer break, and then the first, uh, and then we had the game against Finland. And I remember when I was traveling to to the game was in Norway to have a doublehead with, with Finland against Finland, and I got a call from my the assistant coach at the time who was a Spanish guy. So the assistant coach became a coach, and the fitness coach became assistant coach, and the assistant coach, uh, the fitness coach, assistant coach was the Spanish guy. So I was really close to him there. 
And then I remember having a call, uh, receiving a call from him while I was in the train, heading to Norwich. He said, like, um, you're going to have a surprise when you get here. I said, like, surprise? I would think, like, you're going to give him, like, some training shots and all that kind of stuff. And then, but at the same time, I was quite nervous. It's like, what's, what's a surprise? And it's like, but it's about the good. So we're going to find out when we get here. And it was quite good on that, you know? And I was like, this kind of thing, like, you know, you not, never know when he's joking or he stays here. Like, God. Anyway, I stepped in the hotel. And I was like, the whole coaching staff sit down the entrance in the lo- on the, on the lobby. And then my coach, Sreri, stand up from the sofa, came in to me. I said, like, can I have a shower on the coffee shop, on the coffee area? I said, yep. Let's go. And in my head, I remember walking out with him like for like 15 seconds. Like, what have I done? <laughs> like, why have I done wrong? You know. And then he sit down, like sit down at the table, look at my eyes, say, like, okay, mate, you wanna be my captain? I'm like, yep. I want. Are you sure about it? I said, yep, I am sure about it. Like, you know what I mean? I said, like, yep. You know, like England captain is a little bit different than everyone else. Not like Helvetia, where you've been captain for years. So like, yeah, I know, I know, I'm aware of it, and I'm up with it. He said, okay, then. So you're going to be my captain for these two games in here in Norwich, and then we, we take from there, let's see how you do. If, if you, you do know everything about the, how we do things, you pay attention to the guys. So yeah, I pay attention. Yep, yeah, I haven't done I haven't paid attention because I never dream about it. I never thought about it. But I said, yep, yeah, I have done it. And then he said, okay, if not, the, 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 the other center players will help you. That's okay. And some of the other center players, the guy who was the guys who didn't separate all the time. Um, and that, that's fine. He said, okay, so see you in a bit in the training session. That's okay, fine, cool. I remember going inside the, the, the lift. I, got, was, I was by myself and I started trembling. It's like, what the wreck I have done, you know, like what the wreck I've done, like why I said yes. I, I didn't think that just yeah. came out of my mouth because if I think, if I have thought about it, I'll say no. You know, for the, all, everything I was facing there, as I told you before, like Nietzsche, you know, to prove myself, like I wasn't there to, I was there to help and I don't want to be better than anyone there, like just being a teammate and I was genuinely trying to help. Anyways, I remember getting inside the bedroom and First thing I did was like, like bend my knees. I'm quite, um, uh, I'm a believer, so I bend my knees. I prayed, thank God, pray, and then straight away called my wife and then cried on the phone with her because the coincidence is my parents was going to Norwich to watch the game, and and then I said like, wow, like you know, like my first game as a captain, my parents would be here. And there was nothing prepared. It's like mm. this God thing there, and then yeah, so. Anyway, so I came down, went down from the, for the dinner, and then the coach announced in front of everyone. And then once again, you can imagine if I was like, you know, well accepted for, for some players before um, I was joining England team. Imagine when I was named captain, you know, this was a lot of tough period for me for from few players. But again, again, I understood and I, I understand the situation, you know. Um, I was like up and downs where sometimes I had some like confrontations. But the first thing as I had when I was a captain, uh, the, 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 the story of everything there. So I had some issues on that, on, that, on that weekend. But then we went for the first game and I remember I was warming up with, um, with Cookie, one of what, the best players we have in England. Um, and then that was in me and him passing the ball uh, around the end of the court. 
mm-hmm. our the other teammates was there and then we just passed the ball to each other and then the Danny the, the assistant coach the Spanish guy called us because only one minute to go before the kickoff and then um, I remember he calling it and then all the guys going to to the bench and then cook look at me say good luck Isolate. and then make a cheek laugh cheek smile and left and I'm like what this guy's talking about. I kept the board, start to walk, and then he, come on, come on, come on. I put my head up. There was everyone in a in kind of like a rondo there, like waiting for me. I was like, for God's sake, you know, I didn't prepare anything. Oh my God. Like the, the, the arena was packed, you know, the mu- music was, went, was going down already because it was about to kick off. It's like, what the fuck am I going to say to these guys? Now I don't know what to say. Like I didn't prepare anything. Like, yeah. Just close my eyes, you know, and um, well, I always been like some, uh, always been like a caffeine guy before games. So I was like, like one Red Bull in my head, coffee, black coffee. So we're like, <laughs> and then like I remember just put my head down, close my eyes, like God help me please, because I didn't prepare anything. Like I don't know how that gonna go. Anyway, I just get there, start to look at everyone in their eyes, and I was, I said to like really high look up in before the game started to grab them here. So like look. I understand everything here. You know, uh, I know some of you didn't take you well. I don't want you guys to be thinking I'm using this for, for my own benefit. The only thing I want you guys to understand is like no one in this round of here in this circle or in here in this sport will feel this badge more than me, you know? And you know why? You can feel the same, but you cannot feel, not feel more than me. And I can guarantee you that. You know why? Because I didn't choose. I choose to be here. You guys haven't. So I choose to play for England. I know how much I dream and effort to be here. So I'm going to get my life there. And I'm going to put you guys out to be here. And again, no one here feel more than me. You may think you feel, but you don't. And I bet you, you don't. So let's go there now and let's win the game. And then everyone looked like, what the fuck? Where's that come from? You know? <laughs> like, did no one expect even myself? And then I went, because I wasn't the starting four. I went to go into the people like, look the chick up to the skies and... Thank you. <laughs> and then that was really funny because um, first half was 1-1, 1-0. And then we won the game with, I scored the winner. So 2-1, I scored the goal, the winner. And that was really emotional for me because I was all that thing happening. First game as a captain, my parents were there. So that was, for me, it was like, it's the high glide of my career when my first game as a, as a captain against Finland, which is a really, really good futsal nation and, and futsal world as well. So, yeah, and I, and I believe, and, and after that, like, again, that one, one step closer to them to understand who I was and why I was there for. Uh, yeah, and then it was daily things, like, constantly with them be trying to be fair. And one of my priorities as a captain, before it was very centralized in, like, one, one captain and, and, their, and, and his friends or, like, you know, the senior players, you know, like, three, four senior players and, and the captain was there. The only thing, the first thing I did when I got the captain and sent for after this game, like this, this my coach said to me, "You're gonna be the captain." Um, uh, was to share responsibilities, just to prove to to prove to them to like, look, I want to share this with you guys. So I bring some senior players and know some players who are like in the middle group, like not senior but not young, you know, so 25, 24 years old. To the group and then you know kind of decide together what you're gonna do obviously final word was mine if you need something if you need to step up or if i need to go and and, and to say something that was me all the time i put my face there but on the back scenes i like to see uh to, to share it and to make sure everyone feels important everyone had their voice to listen because when i was there it wasn't like that when i wasn't a captain 
So I want to say, okay, remember what I said to you about sporting thing. I said, like, that's it. So now I got a position here where I can be mean, I can be like cocky and, uh, you know, and I'm not going to do that. You know, like, I, and the way that was been doing before, I also didn't like that. I also didn't like because I wasn't involved. And like me, it was like half of the squad wasn't happy the way it was doing before. So I'm going to try to find my best, find my best to find a solution to everyone feel, you know, important in here. No matter if they play one minute, they don't play at all, or if they play whole game. But I want them to be important here. They, you know, at least have the right to to put their express themselves and put their toes out. And I think I did really well. And and, and again, year by year, things we, we, was going on, and I had support from 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 my coach as well, who helped me a lot. And then things started to get tough in the last period because a lot of pressure was going on in in, in England and, and the results for the results. And I got really close as well to our sports. Um, sports psychologist uh mark which helped me a lot martin helped me a lot and, and being like kind of like exchanging you know like thoughts and, and asking for his opinions most of the time and yeah as i said to you before that sport in lisbon thing really helped and as i said to you i'm really thankful for that like uh, that was really tough that well cost me a lot a lot of, t- of tears but yeah the end of the day, I know that's part of the process, and I knew I know it. I needed to leave that to be able to 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 get what I got, what I what I am in these days, you know. Um, because if I haven't lived that experience with sport Lisbon, the first I, I believe on the first difficult to have in England or the have the, the first problem they will have in here, I'll, I'll give up. I'll say like I don't need that, you know. And um, and that was the thing. I left the sport in Lisbon not because I was released. I left sport in Lisbon because I could I could handle the the bullying, you know. Mm. I, I wasn't released by the club. I just came back one day and and that was funny because that was Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo involved in it. And um, <clears throat> I, I just get home and that was the last time I get home and I said to my mom, I'm not going back. And then the guy who took me said, are you crazy? I said like, yeah, I'm crazy. I'm not going back. I can't, I can't handle that anymore. You know, and that was twice. I left once. They, they convinced me to go back and then on the second time, I just... I just ran away, literally, because I, I could handle anymore. That was really, really bad. You know, get to a point where, like, you're warming up. And then it was 22 players. And then the guy who was pushing the hook at me said, like, I'm not doing that with you. I'm not warming up with you. Go to the Finnish coach and say, like, I'm not doing that with this guy. Okay. And then the Finnish coach can't need to come and do it with me. For nothing, for nothing. Just for the fact I wasn't Portuguese at that point. You know, I wasn't Portuguese player, so... All that kind of stuff, and then go for drills one against one, one v one, and they put me with the strongest defender and the guy. I tried to dribble the guy to the football side. The guy was coming, kick me. The coach mm-hmm. said, "Like stand up, go to the back of the queue, go again." All that kind of stuff, you know. So that was the daily basis. So I had like twenty-two players on the on the big team at that time, and like three players used to speak to me, which was Ricardo Quaresma, mm-hmm. uh, Beto, the goalkeeper, and Paito. He's a left back. He's still playing in Switzerland. Um, a part of it, the other the other 18 players ignore me completely or some of them were being mean or like kind of bullying, doing some stupid stuff. But again, I understand. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for it, grateful for it because it helped to build my character and, and, and made me the guy I am today. And I truly believe the process was needed to me to end up with, with this, the things clear in my head, you know. I could be one of them being the same if I never experienced that on the other side. And I'm thank you, God, because I experienced on the other side. I said, like, no, 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 no. I don't want anyone to feel wiped out because that was tough. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's when Ronaldo was there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was coming to training fast. So Quaresma was on my team, required Quaresma because of similar age. Yeah. Uh, but Ronaldo is uh, three years and a half younger, so he was coming to training fast like once, twice a week. Him and Hugo Viana, I don't know if you remember Hugo Viana, who played for Newcastle back in yeah, time. Well. Uh, and he's a uh, sporting Lisbon sports director today. Right. So them two was coming to play with us, to play like some like some games with us. And then that was one day um, I was leaving the, the stadium, going to to the tube station. And I don't know if you guys have been in Lisbon, but the, the tube there, like you, you face each other. So the trains come one way, the opposite way. So if you be here, I'm there. So I'm going to one direction, going to the other. So you see the other side. Mm. And I remember being on one side, this side here. And then messed up in my head, looking down to, to, to the floor. And I just like, you know, when you, you, you feel that someone is looking at you or talking about you or something, like pointing, about, pointing to you. Then I just put my head back. was like Ronaldo and, and one of his, another guy. That was coincidence that Ronaldo becomes Ronaldo. Because if like was like any other play, I would remember that day. It's not because of Ronaldo remembered. It's because that kills me off. So after all the training session, the way I was doing like was constantly like that, the way I said to you before. And then I put my head up, like I remember he pointing to me on the other side and laughed his head off with his mates, like talking crap and, and pointing his head off. I just, I remember just put my head down and I started to cry, like not cry, but like tears out my ears. So like, I, I don't need that. Like I really can't. Mm-hmm. And then I step into the train and I remember like sit down, look at them on the window. They still laughing their head off. I was like, fuck, you know. And then that was the day I decided to like, no, 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 no. And then end up to be Ronaldo, who is Ronaldo today, but yeah. nothing to do, like wasn't supposed to be like, we just trained to get a half an hour to go. So like, why he's doing that? He's not even part of the team, you know, crazy stuff, you know, crazy yeah. stuff. But yeah. again, I'm, 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 I'm thankful for it. Look at your journey now. Look at the, the, the player, the person you've become. So that's yeah, like you said. Yeah, I say to you, like, I trust yeah. the process. Exactly. I trust the process, the process no, no, no matter how painful it is. For sure. Just going back to the captain story. So you seemed as if you weren't like the right person to be elected captain. Why do you think he chose you then? Well, um, to answer this question, I need to go a bit of um, what I said to you before. Like for me to be an England player was mm-hmm. enough. That's all I dreamed about. That was like a poor my prayers and ask God for, you know. So for me to be an England captain, never, ever crossed my mind never okay so i never do so like well i'm captain of hell best i've been captain all the clubs i've been before so i put a barrier in my head maybe because of the sporting thing i don't know maybe could be right because i said like i didn't want to hear so they, i'm never going to be in england captain like mm-hmm. you know so i i i, I that I'm, a, I'm just thinking about it now i never thought about it but talking to you guys has come up so i, I believe it's because i had this back on my head you know so i assumed it i put that barrier say like okay so that's enough for me i can't go there i never dreamed about it so uh <clears throat> when i i got that i was like okay so if they choose me uh, it's for a reason okay so it's for it must be for a reason so and this is that kind of stuff like for, for me as a believer it's like god bless blesses you like beyond your your imagination like for me that's what happened for me you know I, my dream was to play for england one day just to pay back oh i live in this country this country gave me 
my kids, my wife, and my life in general, my whole life was made here. That was a way for me to pay back. However, like when the captain seemed coming up, the first reaction had like, wow. You know, that's I said, I didn't think because if I, if I talk about it, I would say no straight away because I would be so afraid of it and afraid of what people are going to think about me, what people are going to say about me, what people will do against me just to accept that. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> because I think my experience as a player, my way to behave towards others since I joined in, you know, being professional, bringing my professionalism because I've been professional most of my life. And that's what Cam Y said to you, like, I really can't play this, like, get to go to the park or let's go then and kick the ball around. Because mm. as I said, you remember I said you about five years, five years of age and all that professional environments going to me. So all that kind of stuff, never being late, never missing training session. Um, really respectful to all my, 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 my teammates, uh, my professional in and off the court, um, take care of my, 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 my physicality, my, my, my body. So all, all that counts. And um, there's a, there a little like, um, well, this is, is, is the thing, the insights I can't get into it now. But it's, it's the, 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 my, the assistant coach told me what happened on the, on the, on the vaccines, uh, that decision, you know, and then, and then that kind of things comes up as well, like well, about uh, nationality and stuff and why they will think about it. And then one of the guys, which I have a huge respect for him, he used to be, um, Tony, he used to be the goalkeeper, the um, goalkeeper coach. Mm-hmm. He said, like, which badge he has on his chest, which passport he's used. He's one of us. He's English. Mm-hmm. So why he cannot be, you know? So because the question was raised in the meeting, the coaching staff meeting. So, like, what are they going to think? Like, I don't care what they think. He's English. Doesn't matter. You need to. And then apparently, like, was majority of people, was, uh, all of them voted for me. So they have this kind of, like, both thing and to yeah. ask the coaching staff who would be the best and then they raise up to the some FA people that say, no 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 he's the right guy and he's a nice guy and he deserves to be da, da, da. and then yeah but then you need to go back and see like there was people who was played in England team before me you know so that's why I said to you, I understand the frustration I understand that I probably would feel the same if I have not been in the sport a musical thing you know you know what I'm trying to say yeah. so it's it's nice because when things happen in our life, like most of the time we don't understand why. And then you need to go forward, you need to leap into it. And then you look back and say, ah, now it makes sense. Now that puzzle, you know, fits the other. Mm-hmm. Now it works. Now I know why. You know, so that's why I have this, this. I never had anything against anyone in England. You know, obviously there's some players that I used to be more close than the others. But also when that was a bad reaction or like some reaction that, I would hurt me, like that would hurt me, which did most, some of them hurt me a lot. I will always be on the thing back of my head, say like, I know why, I can understand that. So I always have this clarity to say like, I can understand that. Mm. You know, doesn't mean I accept it, doesn't mean I like it, but I can understand why that happening. You know, because I have been on that side, on both sides, have experienced that before. And then, as I said to you before, it was, uh, it was a thing that I knew I could do. It's good for me because the person I am today come from the six years of captains as well. As well, like the person I'm with with my family, the person with my friends outside, and the people I relate on the daily basis come off of this captaincy, which I mean, I knew I need to be not perfect, but don't do any mistake because because all I explain to you, if I do anything wrong, I would pay a double price for it. You know, yeah. I knew it, I knew it. So I said, like, I need to be example. 
not only with words, but with, but with action, you know. And that's why I've been playing to four years old and I was captain until you no know, COVID comes up and still playing, still be important player and relevant player in and off the court. Because I need to prove before I push my my teammates to go and train in a bloody cold evening, rainy evening, go to the gym, leave my wife and kids at home and, you know, spend two hours in the gym. I need to lead by example. So I need to go, you know, yeah. and the only way I could do it and show them like when go to the pitch, go to the game. And I've been running like one of them or even more than some of them, you know, so I can, you know, challenge them. So like, come on, if I can do it, you can do it, you know. So all that kind of stuff and, you know, um, yeah, and again, that, that was that was a blessed beyond, I, beyond you know, beyond I ever could imagine that would come to me. And, and, and I really, that's that the thing, though, like, it's, it's not money involved. And when there's no money involved, it's the things that, that most count for us, you know, especially yeah. for me. Like, when money is money involved, you should say, I like it. But you don't see things. It's don't you don't you don't see things the, the same way. You know, mm-hmm. you're always gonna be money. Always gonna have that part there. But when you do that, especially for England, because England, Hovesa, most of the time they got money, uh, got salary and stuff. But England, like, with just expenses paid. You know, that was for love. You know, that was like literally, like we all wear the show. Like, there's no England teams, any England teams got money for part of the women's who sponsorship and the men's because they're the men's and got the this is crazy money from sponsors and stuff. Mm-hmm. But for the other teams on 17, 19 football, you know, so blind team and they don't, we don't have money. So it's, it's for the pride. And I think we, if I'm not wrong, we're the only nation who don't get paid money, you know, because really? like if you go hungry, yeah, hungry, when you went there to play them back in 2007, they were like on 60, 70 euros a day. Spain, they'd be like 150, 200 euros a day. When you're with England, when you're with Spain, you got like 250 euros a day so all that kind of stuff we are the only nation who never got money for got paid expenses fair enough so yeah here that fab or whatever you want to but we can't give you money to play for england because like kind of culture stuff you know and we all accept it you know so basically i play we are playing for these cups yeah. you see that so that's what you play for you know so that's why you play for so and and that make the things like more worthy when you get things and then when you look back say like whoa you know like I'm I'm I'm, I'm fighting and I'm on my counter you know and mm-hmm. I don't need money for that the only yeah. thing I want is respect you know and and I don't think that's asking too much and that's why we have the problem with FA recently because of that. Mm-hmm. I think I much prefer that that you sort of playing for the badge, uh, playing for your country rather than getting paid for. It. I know that. Ben Foster, he recently come out about um, playing for England and do they get paid for that? The men's team, I know they get paid. It's a certain amount of the sponsorship, but it's ridiculous to, amount of money. They have to donate some to charity. I'm not sure what percentage it is, um, but but something along those lines. I'm not sure they take the full purse home, but I imagine they still get paid a full bit of a decent yeah. whack. Yeah, but sure. it's crazy. It's 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 it's, it's, it's what it is and. Uh, as I said, uh, as I used to say to the boys, like, look, like, we're no, you know, no one's obligated to be here. We're here because of what, but if you're here, you need to give a hundred percent, you know? So it's your choice. No one like, you know, forcing you to do things, to come here, to commit yourself. But once you say you commit, you need to commit because otherwise you're going to let us down, you know? And then obviously like the, the pride to play for England, you see the, your family, you know, like friends and, things that you're going to take for life man it's, it's priceless 
you know like no one will know like if you make money or not you know when you're old when you show your kids when you show your grand grandson like who cares if you make money money could make a lot of money and spend it wrongly and money goes in a week time you know in a month in a year you know but who cares about the memories and and and, and the pride and the honor stays with you forever you know and in my head that's what counts 100 definitely um just moving on to uh be the psychology of being a futsal player uh something yeah. outside asking all, all our guests is about what you think is important to becoming a successful and then whatever your sport is so what are some psychology characteristics and traits you think make a successful professional futsal player well it's not only futsal that applies for any kind of sports um okay. the, the, the commitment needs to be there yeah. and commitment is not commitment to go and train commitment is everything involved that involves commitment your diet your sleep your rest time you know your theory they need to learn let's say in this case futsal set place you need to go to the court knowing exactly what i'm going to do that's something we struggle a lot in england some players didn't know you know because they didn't have done their homework let's say to go inside the court and remember all the set place not all of them some of them which happens every single club on all in england um, so all this kind of stuff. And again, like it's, it's a little details, you know, like personally, what I used to do, as I said you before, for me, it's quite helpful. You know, I, I, I'm a believer. So I, I constantly talk to God and, you know, like I, I, that's where I, I, I'm, I pull my things through and that's where I get, you know, my, my, my mind clear and, and get things, see things with more clarity and, um, um, Man, it's commitment, hard work, because nothing comes with hard work. You know, you can commit, you know, but then you don't want hard work. So you can commit two hours in the gym, but you go to the gym, be holding your phone and you don't work hard, you don't want to improve, you know. So it's commitment, hard work, and, 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 and belief, man, perseverance, you know, because as I said to you before, um, I remember when I was 16, 16 years old, um, I said to you before, I played football from my 5 to 13, and then 13 to 18, I've been playing um, football, both sports, okay? Uh, I remember the age of 16, I was uh, invited for a sports director to go to a club in South Brazil to make a trial. And as soon as I go there, uh, I'm 5.8, right? And as, as soon as I got there, the coach just looked at me and said, like, you don't, you don't have a structure, body structure to play for my team. And at that time, I took like two, two days trip in a bus to go there for that, mm-hmm. you know. And, and he, he didn't even want to watch. And so he said, if you don't have body structure, I don't know who sent you here. So like, well, the sports director, yeah, but I am the coach. So I decide and you don't have body structure to play for my team. It's too short. I said, like, but you let me, at least let me show you. So all that kind of stuff, you know, but I've been always read that people saying like, oh, how good you are, you're really good and this kind of stuff. And that really dismotivated me a lot. And I remember one of, when I, I came back, I was really sad, man. And, and I, I just like remember like talking to myself and I remember making a prayer one day and, and I said like, look, like, please like fuck up my knee. I don't want to play anymore. Like just send me a sign that I don't want to. I don't want to play and then and, and that's it. So all that kind of like craziness, youth, <laughs> dogs. Mm-hmm. And then nothing happened to my knees. Like I never had any injury in the knees <laughs> playing football and football for 35 years of my life. I, I twist my ankles full time, but my knees is, is, is perfect. Mm-hmm. So I never have a problem on it. And then um, 
And, and, and then when Kamchil is 25 years old, right, which was really demotivated and I got my first key, then I said like, okay, so I don't want to be living with like $2,000, $2,000 if that come up on my bank account, why am I going to do after? So that light come out when I became a father at the age of 25. I said like, okay, so if I get injured, what am I going to do? I just finished college and I start to play abroad and abroad and abroad. So what am I going to do? And then that's why this futsal come up and they give me another hope and they say like okay so I'm you know like but England doesn't don't it's not going to give me any money you know but I said like you know what like I, I can't I don't want to see money I want to see like achievements because I know through achievements money may come you know and and a part of achievement about part of money with achievements knowledge will come experience will come you know and I start to, to, to see things differently because when you're money motivated, you miss a lot in life, man. You know, you miss a lot. And I have people over my career who used to play for me. Oh, if he, he pay, I go. I said, my man, it's, it's a great opportunity. Like, don't see like 50 quid. Don't see 100 quid. Like, you need to see the opportunity. And then, no, 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 no. I have bills to pay. But it's like, everyone has bills to pay. But if you don't change your mind, you're going to be paying the same bills or more bills for all your life. You know, or struggle to pay them. No, 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 no. So I, I have this, this kind of, 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 of mentality to, to, to see things and learn from my difficulties. And, and, and don't, 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 don't think I'm perfect. I commit a lot of mistakes. But one thing I'm quite good at, like I, I don't try, I, I avoid them as much as I can to don't repeat the same mistake because I learned from it. I can do another one, but not the same one, you know. And then, and then um, yeah, basically it's this, man. It's, it's hard. It's commitment, hard work, and perseverance. In my point of view, it's not only for futsal. Though. Obviously, if you're a futsal player, on these days, it's really easy for YouTube to get better. My time, I didn't have YouTube, you know. So for you to go on YouTube today, you can see, like, your best player playing. At my time, if I miss someone playing on TV, I'll not manage to wait for the next game to see the guy playing if, if, I, could, if I could see again, you know. Otherwise, I would just see live, but no fun to record it. So today is really easy, you know, like it's easier, much the life is much easier for someone who want to learn and has this hunger. However, it's the temptation for as well to be lazy. It's, it's there, you know, so that's that's where I find like parenting really important as well, because you have a lot of things to force you to to push you to be a lazy guy and, you know, to all my time, I didn't have much to do at home. And just like mm-hmm. like some master system or, you know, that kind of like video games like joystick here mm-hmm. and... <laughs> And that's it. And then go to street and play. And, you know, and today, like, you have your phone, you have your computer, you have a PlayStation, you have, like, series, you have Netflix, you know. And so many things keep you, like, you know, away from activity. And yeah. then, and that's why commitment is much harder these days. And I understand that. That's a really interesting point that you said there. Um, one thing that we keep saying always, like, we're that last generation, aren't we? That, yeah. that kind of... Uh, Okay, we did have a few video games here and there, but it wasn't that developed. Like we were yeah, outside 100%. a lot when we were younger, but this generation now, the yeah, like you said. And unfortunately, we don't gonna see the results of until 30 in 30, yeah. 30 40 It's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I'm not very optimistic. As much as I'm an optimistic person, <laughs> seeing what I'm seeing on these days, I'm I'm not really optimistic, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. But um, something else that you mentioned in your retirement letter was that your winning mentality wasn't always accepted by everyone. So could you kind of shed more light on this? Do you think at times you were 
I don't know, maybe too enthusiastic or talk us more about Both. that? No, well, my, my, that was a reason why Batistuta was my, 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 not idol, but the player I was looking at, you know, like I always find, I born in South Brazil, so it's really close to Argentina and Uruguay. Mm. Um, and I never liked this uh, Brazilian attitude of being like, you know, so passive and, uh, <laughs> and this and that. I always like, like, you know, like my, my coach is for each other. And my coach, the coach I most like is Simeone, you know, because okay. the guy like play together and it's passion. And I have this South American thing on me. Like this yeah. is my roots, you know, like I, I, um, I feel English and I will not come back to Brazil at all. My life is made in here in Spain now since I, I came back. Um, but uh, these things it came with me, you know, like I, I'm really passionate about. And then and this kind of stuff made me getting with this mentality inside of an English culture dress room, you know. Yeah. And with all the the, 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 the hunger, all these stories I told you before that I need to face to me to get there. And then I got here, I found like um when I first got into the change into the change room was more like this kind of like hobby mentality. Everyone was really proud to play for England. Everyone was like, give their life in 40 minutes where the, 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 the referee blow the whistle. But, you know, in the week before, not that commitment not, wasn't there. And then, you know, like not that passion wasn't there to commit themselves to train for that 40 minutes. My mentality was like, I truly believe like the 40 minutes you go for the foot so much is for you to get why you deserved, why you worked on the week, on the past weeks. So if I go 40 minutes, I go to collect why I work for. You know, I'm not going there to see if I'm going to win or going to lose the game. You know, you're only going to beat me if you work harder than myself. So let's see, you know, let's see who works best during the week. or Let's see who will work more last week, you know. Obviously, they have technical stuff, but I'm talking more in general. Yeah. You know, when things happen, you could be good as, as much as you want if I'm fitter and I'm a clever player than you and you won't fit and you, I have a huge chance to beat you, you know, in 40 minutes. Mm. You know? So it's all that kind of stuff to be pushing people, you yeah. know, pushing people, take them out of their comfortable zone. And then again, always knowing I need to lead it. I need to do it first person. To me to have the right to ask you to do, I need to do myself first. You know, so I have that very clear in my head. And then obviously when you come here, then I understand the cultural thing. And then, you know, like you go to school, college, university, finish it, and then you you have your girlfriend and then you marry. And then you go your mortgage, then you got a nice, nice car, and then you have kids. That's it. You know, most majority of it, my England teammates have done the same process. And then how are we going to come with a mentality like, okay, so we're not here for hobby. That's England. You know, like you need to start doing things. Like we need to start to improve. So that is the mentality I need to change inside the changing room. And then I obviously, I, I asked a few other senior players to help me. Some of them helped me, like Doug Reed, like, you know, He's a huge name here in English football as well. And he helped me a lot to, like, to convince the young players, you know. And we was working. Even like the other senior players who wasn't really on it at, uh, in the past, they started to see, whoa, like it's going to help everyone, you know. Like, mm -hmm. if, if you know, like it's, it's not that sacrificing. And, and seeing like everyone joined the idea, you know, for the best of all of us, you know, for, for the one individual, it's for all of us, you know. And just put in the head like, okay, I know we are all proud to play for England, but are we giving all we can? Are we giving, like, you know, like why is required to wear an England shirt? You know, because mm. I'm, I'm not a loser. I've never been. If I play for my son, I want to beat him. I want to beat him. Sometimes I have problems because I play like, <laughs> and now I play Uno with him, I want to win. And then sometimes he cry his head off and leave the, the living room. Yes, last night happened the same thing. 
know, then my wife come out, you put this on him, you know. So he doesn't, he doesn't like, then I now, because I put it on him, like unconsciously, now I need to, you know, say, bring him back and find a balance, you know, it's okay for you to lose, you don't need to like it, but you need to accept, you know. You never like lose, but you need to accept to lose. And then that's why I'm working on him now. But then sometimes I feel like, oh my God, just one, one card for me to, or one goal for me to win. Let me score that. And then I do it with his crap. And then I do it. And then, yeah, all that <laughs> kind of stuff. So it's, it's not with my teammates. Like has been like on my work and on my house and, you know, my, 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 my old son, he's 14. And then I always challenge him, you know, because his personality is different than mine. He's much more calm. He's, he's, well, he's English born here. <laughs> and then school and then he's yeah yeah this kind of you know which majority of players they are it's not this like you know latin blood i have inside of me and then this south american thing which like okay go like he's you know it's, it's our plate of food so you know if it was one plate that if you don't eat i need to eat you know so let's let's go for it you know like every single bowl every single game is the last play of food it's, it's not mine it's yours like they used to say back there is like say I don't want to, I'm like, it's, it's one of our moms going to cry, but I prefer your mom to cry than mine. So let's win, you know? So that's no choice. One of the moms is going to cry. So let's make your mom cry, not mine. So it's mm. kind of things like that, you know? And then, and then, obviously, and then as I said to you before, I came with this mentality inside uh, a, a British, uh, English, British, let's say, yeah. uh, change room wasn't not accepted by everyone. Even the, but it's not with England again, like clubs, like Hoves as well. I have players with like, they have the they players like Brazilian players who just play with me really lazy. And I need to push them as well. I just have problems, yeah. you know. But again, like, I, I don't mind, you know, because I do myself. The problem is like, if I be pushing, it be annoying people or be like confronting people and not doing myself. Yeah, and I think my career speaks by itself. You know, being at forty years old and and, and retiring now because I need to retire not because I want it, um, and still playing in a good level and still being important, still scoring goals, still winning titles. You know, so that that speaks a lot, and I'm really proud of it. And that's why I said like wasn't understood by everyone, but I don't. Really, that's one thing I don't care because I know at the end of the day it was even for the good of the person who wasn't accepting my mentality. You know, it wasn't for mine wasn't for us it's when it's for us that's it man you know no one can say anything it's for me and you you can be upset with me but at the end of the day if we stop and think about it it's like well this guy one of the best of us not for me to score not for me to to be the you know and there's not a personal thing it's, it's, it's a quality thing so if you want it with yourself at the end of the day again you may not like it but you need to understand you know and you need to accept it and that's what happened with England and with with the clubs I played as well so I know that was be faces and things going on my back, but I don't mind. I can't control people's mouth. And um, like, as I said to you before, I understand. doesn't mean I like or, or accept it, but I understand and I move on because I know I'm doing the right thing. Talking about winning and having that winning mentality, how do you feel you best prepare before stepping out onto the court? So do you have a pre-performance routine or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always did. And uh, I still have a lot of messages on my Instagram, like young players, and, and they, they just um, DM me asking what, how to do this and how they can improve that. And um, I'm, I'm still on it. Like a lot of young players for academies text me and asking me things, and I'm really happy to help them out. Mm-hmm. sharing that makes my own experience so basically i used to do before as i said to you before like preparing myself make sure i didn't miss any trade session doing top-ups on the gym you know like um, a game on sunday most of my saturdays i was in the gym you know like 
the day off for me was Monday. And when was a day off? Otherwise, I would just go Monday evening just do some stretch of light work, you know. So uh, that, is, that is one of the things, like, you know, make sure you get to the game in the best conditions possible, which is sleeping, not drinking, not eating crap, you know, this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, the other things I used to do, obviously, my pray a lot before the game, you know, put that, get that confidence inside of me and release my mind. That's the way I find peace and, and I feel confident. And also, like, watching on these days, I'm watching, I used to watch videos of myself and, like, the best players in my position. So, like, uh, the people used to be, uh, like, players like Ferrao, uh, Betão, top people that I watch all over my career alongside my own videos. You know, so, mm-hmm. I remember going to the games, listening to some, like, gospel music and watching videos on my phone, like, of all these players. And it's funny because, like, I remember I went to Bulgaria to a tournament there, uh, to UEFA there, uh, Euros, and I score a goal, uh, exactly the same goal, um, and I have a video of it, of the battle, tried to score and didn't score, one of the videos I used to see his highlights, and that was a turn, and then the turn comes, that was the time goalkeeper comes, just flick the ball over, and on the video clip, like, he misses it, but I hit the bar, and I score, like, unconscious, I didn't think, you know, just wait to see how... Uh, your brain works, you know, so just holding the ball in a turn and that the same movement, exactly the same movement. And I score. And I was like, wow, this is quite impressive. You know, that just kept me going on it. So I always did the kind of stuff. And I have my, my, my rituals before games and like with my prayers and videos and, and songs. I've never been like well, I'm, uh, more, well, not never, but most of the times I was my own headphones in inside the change room, just concentrate, get into the game, make sure I know all the set plays make sure that I was ready with the game plan. So that's obviously that comes with your age, you know, so as old I was getting more responsible and and more into it. And that's why I'm not really tough um, on young players, you know. Um, But one thing is as well, like uh, I remember I didn't have many people to talk to me. So that's, you know, so one thing is don't have no one to talk to you about it. But when you have someone to talk about it and you still ignore it, it's quite complicated, you know. Yeah, it's really interesting. We've had some different insights of different athletes of, of how, how they best prepare. And uh, yeah, that watching videos was a common one also. And, and it seemed to have worked with you. It's like mental imagery. It's uh, It seems to, yeah. to be that technique, you know, really like rehearsing the movements in your mind and then actually executing it on the, on exactly. the, on the pitch. It's really, really interesting. Um, I forgot I was going to ask. Yeah, no. uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you see see that mental imagery with like you say you scored a similar goal that as soon as you said that no 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 i scored the goal in the video yeah yeah let's make let's make it clear (laughs) (laughs) but i've seen that with um it made me think straight away of when messi scored that identical goal to maradona and obviously maradona was probably a an idol um, uh, Maradona was Messi's idol growing up. And for them to score yeah. a similar goal, yeah, 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 that, yeah, that was the thing that happened in my head straight away when you yeah. said that. <laughs> I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good there's point. A, yeah, there's a lot of goals like that actually that we uh, that are quite similar. But um, okay, I remember my question. So you mentioned that you worked with a sports psychologist. Um, yes, I did. Marketing. What kind of work did you do? Like, what were your kind of needs? Well. Again, remember I said to you before, like that how important the experience and 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 and, and the process and the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on the 
first couple of years until I become a captain about the first year I was a captain then but first year I wasn't I never used him used him in a really bad English way to say no, no, yeah. but like I never approached him to try to you know to share thoughts and ask opinions and see how these things from outside as soon as I become a captain because I I well, I used to keep that for me all the that thing and uh that missing thing and I really not really be, believed on it but as soon as I become a captain the thing started to get the previous one at on top of it become a captain now so it started to become quite big and then I, I remember holding it by my, for myself for like half season but then after that I was too heavy for me to carry on, on my own and then I said like I need to talk to this guy yeah. and then I regret why I haven't done that before you know because he he was the way where I put everything out and he was really 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 he's really good guy and, and really good professional so he like me now was like drinking a coffee and and then another trip so like in a hotel lobby talking and and he was helping me because obviously he could give me like a, another insight or he's seen what was going on from this per- different perspective and and helped me a lot man helped me a lot and um, give me some some advices and and I was also giving him like some a lot of um of inside as well which he wasn't aware of you know like uh, of the group like how we behaved when when things was going wrong because obviously he seen things from outside there was an hour thing for inside so that connection was quite good you know and then yeah and I'm really thankful to Joe he did for me then a lot of players um, used to 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 use his service inside the inside the national team and and it's really important you know it's really important I remember sometimes like now rather than being like kind of like really tired mentally like you know angry or like frustrated and then talking him like use me like used to help me to release all of this like you know Mm. angry about results or frustrated because someone wasn't committed enough or some you know all the things that make you feel like quite tired and upset about things and 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 that was great man and then he just make a nice tweet about me as well when i announced i was retiring and the words he used to me like was really really nice and then and show the respect he has for me as well as i have for him and that was really important and then, but again i i wish i could use him before his service before because that was really helpful yeah that's really interesting because we're uh, sports psychologist trainees so uh, it's really encouraging that you've had the, a positive experience so uh so yeah it's uh it's really 100% yeah, yeah 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 that that that's a good thing and so tell you guys if you guys when you guys get into get close to the captain you guys are gonna get like really good insights nice. this is really so, important because you just pass something from inside where mm-hmm. you guys probably from outside never gonna find out you know it's not like telling names or this kind of stuff. Not about that. It's just like part the atmosphere, how we work as a group, how you as the leaders see how people receive it, all that kind of stuff. Like it's, 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 it's like vaccines where whoever from outside the coaching staff, we're never going to find, we're never going to, mm-hmm. you know, get it. Mm-hmm. You speak about um, going to the gym, like keeping yourself ticking over, doing a lot of gym work and things like that. And then you talk about obviously... Um, you wish you would have used sports psychology services prior to you becoming a captain uh, we have a yeah. lot of young athletes listening to this podcast how important do you think sports psychology is to work on at the start of your career and then working up is that something you'd promote crucial man something i promote and i will you know just flag it up because that is it's really important as i said to you before especially like uh, if i have you well 
big services before, for also offered to me before. And I, I think I would avoid a lot of problems, a lot of like Oris, not problems, problems, yes, as well, but Oris as well. Be thinking because sometimes when you be only on your own mind, you know, you create your own stories. And sometimes the way I'm seeing things is not the way everyone else is seeing things, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's really important. And because this confidentiality stuff, like, you know, like you're not sharing that with a player which may can understand it wrong and then that things can go to the other side wrongly. So all that kind of stuff, like the way you can be honest to the person, to the to the psychologist at the time, and then get that feedback and then listen for his opinion, you ask for his advice, and then you mix it up, say, okay, so things not the way I'm seeing. But it's quite... You know, it's, 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 it's amazing because as I said to you before, like uh, sometimes I was going to him like not desperate, but like really tired mentally and exhausted. And I said, man, I'm really tired of it. And I said, like, Ray, like things not the way you seem, like you're doing this. So that person is doing that. And like, you know, you guys are going really well. And, and I said, whoa, like, you know, I, I didn't see things on that way. And I totally promote, would promote him, man, because it's, it's really important. As I said to you before, like it's, it's another tool, you know, uh, there's the gym, there's the, the tactical board, there's your the psychologist, like sports psychologist is, is, is there as well. It's, it's another tool to, to, to help you to perform at the end of the day. So 100% I would, I would advise anyone to, to, if they have the service available to them or if they can, can do it a part of their, their club or their team or whatever it is, they should have it because it's, it's really useful and and. and can help them to get to the next step of their performance. For sure. Okay, so now we have like a couple of questions about your projects outside of futsal. So just as a general question, how is uh, kind of like the the retirement period? Is it, are you finding it difficult or easy transition or, because it can can be very difficult. Your life has been, you know, everything has been futsal up to now. So has it been easy or? 35 years, man, between yeah. foot and football. So you can imagine, I started to kick my first ball five at the age of five and 40 now. So 35 years of my life somehow being involved in foot and football all the time. Mm. So you can imagine I'm suffering. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. And 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 especially because like I used to say to my friends now, say like normally like it's, um, normally it's your, your legs can't do it anymore and your head wants to do it. My way, my side again is just completely the opposite. Like my legs want to go it because I'm fit and I still playing well and I'm still be feeling important and stuff. But my mm. brains are like that's it, it's opportunity to come miss and it's time to move on and get into your next chapter. And wow, man, I try to occupy myself as much as I can with my kids and still going yeah. to the gym like crazy. I'm still training like in the gym like as I'm playing. You know, yeah. and then it's bad. And I try to avoid watching games too. I don't watch games for any kind of football. I watch the World Cup because it was the World Cup. But I'm not watching if Helvetia play at the moment because it's a bit difficult for me to watch because I, I want to be there and I know I could be there. And, and it's all that kind of stuff. And obviously also as well, the, 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 way, the, the, my, the way England stops for now, you know, and that's something that, I never dreamed about, dreamed about like to finish on high, you know, like with England have like my last game and all this kind of stuff. And that didn't happen. So it's a lot of things that was like, mm, I know again, it's for a reason. And and, and, and in the future, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to puzzle that as well. And I'm going to find out why, but 
Yeah, he's answering your questions straight away. He's not being easy, but I know he's needed. So that's why yeah. he is, and I need to deal with it. So I have a few offers this week, even when I um, I announced my retirement to play abroad, which I was considering, but I don't think I will get it because I need to focus on my, my next chapter now. Mm-hmm. So talking about your next chapter, so what are your current goals and ambitions now that uh, futsal is, uh, is uh, you know, over? What's the next page? Yeah, so as I said to you before, that's 25 years old. So I mean, like, that was really a click in my head. And yeah. um, I was like, starting to do futsal. Okay, I'm going to prioritize futsal. How am I going to take care of my next chapter? Then fruits for that time, degrees and fitness qualifications, because I always like gym and stuff, keep fit, always help me to my career. And I start of three, four years ago, I started to do like some sports management. I don't have patience to be a coach. I said you before. Um, my mentality is I'm coming from a different era, let's say, yeah, yeah. where I was going to football game until you're six, five, seven years old. Like coach was screaming on my head, you know, like mm-hmm. calling names sometimes if needed. And my dad and my mom was clapping hands on the, on the stunts, you know, like just to get the best out of me. And um, I, I just, I can't, especially on this generation, which is really difficult. You know, you need to like to push people to do a simple thing, which, you know, to commit. And I can't manage. And yeah. I had so many experiences as a captain, which showed me, so like, I can't be a, a manager. I can't be a coach because I can't, you know, I, I especially the person, kind of person I am, like give 100%, you know. I don't mind if you're going to miss an open goal, but I want to see you 100%. You know, doesn't mean you're going to, play minutes with me the amount of minutes you want because of the quality 100% you're going to be part of my team because you give 100% that's why it counts for me at the end mm-hmm. of the day you know a part of your quality of course and then like seeing the way the words are going on and phones on change rooms and this and that and you know no man, yeah. I, I just can't otherwise people are going to say man you're a dictator you know I would be a dictator on this day. <laughs> for me which for me back in time was just like a way like people teaching me the way for me to become a winner on these days I would be named a dictator and say like no not this not that and say like okay, so it's better for me to don't get involved in that however I always liked uh, to be to find out about vaccines I remember always going there so like oh this could be better or this you know this arena is not good enough this floor is not good enough or this uniform could be better, or this bow is not good enough, so why don't get a better bow? Why need to be playing this tournament in this town? Like, all that kind of stuff. I always liked it. And to find out about the vaccines. So then I have been doing some uh, course with La Liga uh, in Spain. Um, so I had finished my master's as well for sports uh, director in um, Spanish FA. And then now I'm going to be joining the UFA MIT. So he's a master for international players. So I'm going to be joined by a lot of like international players there, like football. So every the fourth session now, on the second session, we have uh, Doug Reed, my team, my ex-teammate in England. He did, he represents futsal there. So he's majority of football players, women's, majority of men's, then have like some, some few women's there as well during the course. And then one futsal player per edition. And this edition starts next month, I will be. So... It's really exciting. It's a two-year master. I'm going to be dealing with a lot of, like, you know, like, Ben Baba will be in the course. Vidic uh, uh, will be in the course this year. So, so many, like, stars, like, top players. Mm-hmm. This year, Kaka is doing, you know, 
Drogba is doing. So it's all that kind of like network, you know, like 30, 30 people around the globe, which is being selected by UEFA to do this master. And I had this opportunity to just confirm before the finals um, in June. And um, so I played the final knowing that would be my, they had a huge chance to be my last final, my last game in England. And I was like, wow, that's pretty emotional for me after the game. But again, like winning the must like, you know, make it all work. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Like, so I don't want to just to finish. I remember being half an hour after the game, still on the call, you know, talking to people and enjoying the environment. So like, wow, like maybe last time I'm going to be here. You know, and that's why I think that's why I'm I'm still suffering because inside of me it's like, yeah, hey, I want to go one more. I want to go one more, you know, because I decided mm. to go one by one. Um, but also to have back my uh, in the back of my head, one thing that I learned when I was child and I heard um, I watched Pelé give an interview in Brazil and people say like, why you play your last World Cup at the age of 30, you know, like 30 years old, like, how in the earth you play your last one? Like I said, like, man, like I just wanted people to miss me. You know, like think about me. It's like, well, this guy could do more. Like, he should not retire now. Instead, to be, you know, see on my name and be playing on his play because he's he's Rowney and you know he won everything here, the England Cup, and that's why he plays. I never wanted it, you know. And then and then also like a year by year. But then when this opportunity come up, I said like, okay, so winning the league, you know, scoring the final. 16 titles already, England captain, England is, is not, uh, it's not on for now. So like, I, I, I need to take this step, you know, I can't, I can't miss this opportunity, it's a huge opportunity for me, um, for, for my future and, and that's it. And then I took this decision, I accept the, the, the place in the course and I'm really excited to start next month. But it's a breaking news because I didn't announce it on my social, so I'm going to start announce, oh. <laughs> yeah, a couple of weeks time, yeah. Yeah. But that, that, that is it is. That is it is. So, so I'm going to be part of the UFMIP master. It's really good. It's a really good project. And, and, and it's good good network, as I said before. And, and I'm going to be with a futsal flag over there. Nice. Proudly. <laughs> Congratulations on that. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, but in terms of all our questions we had for you, they were all the questions, but we obviously asked our social media you know, followers, if they've got any questions for you. And this is a segment where we just ask them one by one and uh, get yeah. your insight into their questions. So the first one is, uh, what made you think you were more suited to futsal football in comparison to 11 aside? Was there anything specific uh, you felt would make you a better futsal player? Uh, no, that's one of the things I'm going to be, well, at the end of the, the master, I need to defend uh, project. And that's one of the projects that, that was going to be my 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 title, my my project, which is the is the integration between foods and football. Okay, so one of the benefits of it, a part of the technical and all the kind of stuff we spoke about, Neymar and Ronaldinho, mm-hmm. Rodinho, all these players, Rodrigo, it's the option. Imagine if I had been playing futsal all my life, only futsal. I'll never left Brazil, right? I'll be there in the States because I was playing football over there. Or maybe I could, but at that time it was really difficult to leave Brazil to play football. So I'll be there. I'll never be in the captain. Now imagine if I've been playing football all my life, I would come to Portugal as soon as I come in England at the age of 25. That's it for me. Because that's it. So what football and football, I didn't pick. The sports picked me at the right time. You know, so when I was 17, 18, playing both, 
I had the opportunity that football came out of my life. It got a good offer for me to leave, to come to Sports Lisbon. I, I accepted it. At the age of 25, I was retired from football. Futsal come and pick me up. So it's the good, the thing that people don't talk much about food. So it's give another option and helps you to achieve your dreams and help you to be satisfied in life. You know, <laughs> I can guarantee you not in the same way. Obviously, your, your bank account will not be the same, but again, money is not all in life. You know, you can still live well and you still can make some money in futsal, but nothing compared to football. However, the pride and the, you know, the owner, the satisfaction is going to be there, man. Even more, even, even not if more, because it's not, you don't, you, do, you know that you're doing your best and you're doing that for your pride and, you know, in a sport that's full of passion and, and stuff. So answering your question straight is, is just give me another option. So I had two options in life and for me it worked really well. You know, when the sport decided to pick me, I was ready for both of them. And that's what football, playing football gives you. If you don't turn well in football, why not football, man? It's a raising sport in the world. It's, you know, it's a growth, fast growth sport in the world. And England's, it's amazing. Everywhere you're going, football is a growing sport. So basically, answer your question, just giving another opportunity. I never decided, say, I want to be a football player, I want to be a football player. So like, whatever picks me first. And that worked really well for me. Really good message there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the second question was, what is your favorite skill move? Well, as as um, as a pivot, I would say to use turning, but then I had some problems on, on my on my the back of my tendon here, mm-hmm. on the back of my knee. So um, by the few years of my career, I wasn't I wasn't turning much because I need to rely on that on that tendon to turn. But I always like to nutmeg. Like that has been my my <laughs> thing all my career since I'm child too. Like I don't know, have that thing like would easily not make people like you know obviously as long as I get old, the so amount good. of it is going to be going to go less. But on my early days, I was not make for free. That was my my desire. Sometimes I prefer to not make than Chicago. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's class. Um, okay, the third one is. Um, it's any any advice you would give to an aspiring futsal player, and I think this is around. So you, you've spoken a lot about um, money. Um, if someone wanted to get a career in futsal, do you think they'd have to combine jobs, so have two jobs at the same time, or do you think there's enough money to have a career in in just futsal? Depends. In England, you're gonna need to work because in, okay. we are just like what 2007. We like what 14 years. Yeah, you know, 14 years, and um, it's too young, it's a baby sport here. So, yeah. unfortunately, here you're gonna need to work. However, like if you play in Spain, Russia, Portugal, Italy, you can make money out of it, you know. And again, like the early start, the better will be, more options will be. And the, the, by the way, by, by the way, the, the sports is growing right now. We never know what we're talking about in five, ten years' time, you know. We never know what's gonna happen, even in England now, if this uh, BT deal. You know, futsal is, is that kind of stuff. Like people need to go there for passion to start with because there is no money to survive that way. People think, you know, mm. I said to you before, as soon as I turned into my 25 years old, I left football and I came to football. I started to prepare myself. And I started to work a personal trainer alongside all my career, you know, alongside the wide up in futsal because football, the futsal money, even being on the best play in England, one of the few players are being paid here. I want to be well, so, so like that's not enough for me, you know. And um, I kept working as a personal trainer, have like very good career as, as a futsal player, make money out of it. 
spouse, I need to have something alongside you, have kids, have wife and I have plans and have bills to pay. And, and um, that is, food choice this, man, it's the opportunity. Because imagine that if was, if you had the great opportunity, let's say, to play for your country, go to work, travel all over the world and still get paid. Won't mm-hmm. be that many opportunities. And there's a reason why football is so hard for someone to get in because there is money. You know, yeah. but again, I can guarantee I've been, I, I played both and experienced professionally both, you know, what football gives the same excitement that football gives you, you know, even more because you know that you're doing that for passion and, and obviously going to get money out of it, but it's not the same, you know, and the community is, is, is smaller and, and the sports is amazing, man. It's just, it's, as long as you play, you get hooked by you and, and you can't, you can't leave that anymore. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Whoever is watching us and never tried, they should try. They're going to understand exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, you can even get nutmegged uh, in, in the games and, <laughs> and get humiliated. Yeah, but it's not, it's not, it's no, not that. It's not that. Yeah, and that's good about nutmeg because it's not that nutmeg, football nutmeg. It's that futsal. I don't know if you guys uh, uh, heard about Rolinho. So they say Rolinho, which with the soul of your... Ronaldinho yeah. used to do that a lot because he played football a lot. Neymar used to do that a lot. So it's a kind of like you put your foot on top of the ball, mm-hmm. the sole of your feet, and they just roll the ball between their legs. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it's I... not that long. Yeah. yeah, so you step and then you roll. So it's, it really is even more embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is the futsal one. Yeah, like you step, yeah. you just sole the ball and then you yeah. roll it between your legs. And, oh. and, and it's just like even more embarrassing that. It's not like proper nutmeg or football nutmeg on the inside of a foot. No, 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 no. It's that one, you know. That's yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Ronaldinho used to do a lot. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ronaldinho used to do one like where, as well, that. where he'd like drag it back, like a player's running from behind him. Oh, and he yeah. Like, he would like the roll yeah, it yeah, 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 Oh, my The flip. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Okay, so the last question was, who is your favourite Premier League player and why? Wow, now currently well, should, we say, should we say all time and currently or just currently? You can you can choose. Yeah. Okay, so let's say all time then. All time for me would be Henry. I loved watching replaying and that was right time when I came in England was the invincibles and stuff and mm. see the amount of goals in Re was scoring number number nine as well. So and then the class he had, the, the elegance he had with the ball and everything he was doing was really beautiful to watch. Yeah. I know Burke, but Burke as well was quite impressive playing here, going back to that that kind of that time. Uh, have Ronaldo, have so many good players here, man. But for me, Henry was for what I watch since coming here in 2000. Henry for me was was the more impressive one. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting Arsenal vibes. Uh, supporter, I, do you support Arsenal? Or? Well, I played for Hovesia, right? <laughs> All yeah. my career and. You can find the call of Hovesia. Yeah, <laughs> support Chelsea. I'm I'm blue all day. Oh really? Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was saying, you got a good manager at the moment. We're my new fans. Uh, yesterday, oh, man, we won't I'm speak about that too much. Guys, <laughs> Ferguson oh, is a stands, man. Just ask the guy to go downstairs for the pit. You know, oh. he's there watching every single game. He could jump and change room, man. And uh, I seen mm. his face yesterday when we obviously got battered, and like he was nah. just like deflated. Oh God, my dad no and my brother was in the game, and uh, yeah. Whoa! I don't guys, know. Oh, guys. Oh, it's gonna so be a conversation bad. for you guys in thirty years' time. Yeah. yeah, for sure. We'll see what happens in the next coming days about Ollie's future, but uh, yeah. No we'll man, see. these American people don't want to spend money anymore. You know, <laughs> send him home now. He's gonna be quite a lot of millions there. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if they're up for it. I know. 
I know what you mean. Hope There's so. a price you pay to send someone home on these days, and it's pretty, especially when you talk about Premier League, it's not cheap. I think when you talk about the Glazers as well, I think your club, Chelsea, they've got the right ambition um, in terms of they just demand success. They get the best in the job. Two shell, yeah, I mean, unbelievable. But young man, young. The, the, the point is like all their signs was young players, raising mm. stars. Yeah. And mm. we have a team for the next five, seven years easily. Mm. You know, as part of Lukaku, he's already 28, 29. The other, the other boys, it's just like 22, 23, 24, you know. He's a team for a decade, yeah. yeah. And the, the two shows doing a really good job. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but no, they were all the questions we had for you, all our guest um, audience's questions. Uh, thanks so much for sharing your time with us. It's been a, quite a long podcast. I've, yeah. I've really enjoyed it. You've been so open throughout um which is something i'll be really thankful for um because it's been obviously loads of people will be able to take loads away from that um so yeah no thanks so much my pleasure Oliver. thank you to you guys thank you john as well it's, it's as as i said to you before man it's, it's, it's my pleasure to share my experience i know um and humbly i can say it can inspire a lot of people because i know um the difficulties i i went through and, and I overpassed them, and, and and for me, it's a huge honor to my biggest achievement in life. It's not only like it's not my titles, it's not my the goals, my golden boots. So it's, it's to be an England captain, you know. And and came what I came from, and going through all the the difficulties I have been facing in my life, and and end up as the captain for six years, and that for me, is, and it's a quite good story to share and to encourage a lot of people who face difficulties. Don't don't give up. To you know, believe in themselves and, and perseverance all the time because hard work pays off, man. Hard hard work and and, and honesty will always pay off. Not on the time you want, maybe, but on the right time. Definitely. Fantastic. Uh, thank you so much. Normally uh, at this moment, I give the guest a moment to shout anything out that they've got going on all your socials and that will be in the description of the YouTube video. Uh, is there anything you want to shout out or say? Bye. Take care. <laughs> See you guys soon. Yeah, no. So yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you could please share this with your friends or someone you would feel will benefit from it. Most importantly, like, subscribe, comment down below any questions or guests you'd like us to get in the future. Also go follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Links will be in the description. Other than that, thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Mm-hmm.